Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Earth's Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. You can find me on Google, Stitcher, Anchor, and starting as of this past Monday, uh, Amazon sent your boy an email. I said, okay. They wanted said, hey, we want your podcast on the show. I said, oh, okay. Send them the link. So as of this recording, this is the first recording that I am super duper proud to be a part of the Amazon team. So another way of getting access to your boy. You can find me, like I said, on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Twitterverse. Coming up on today's show, we got the band is back together, y'all. The band was so nice last week that we had to run it back. I'm talking about my main man, my 50 grand, my ace boom coon. We out here riding shotgun with your boy today. Mr. Brian Barryfield, host of the Big Star Sports Talk or Sports Talk with Big Stars podcast, available on all platforms, just like me. So go ahead and Google him. But we definitely got Big Sarge, aka Brian Barryfield, on the show, riding shotgun with your boy. So uh, he's taking a little bit of pressure off of me. My man, I am so happy that you are here with me to do the first ever recording with Amazon. Because one, you gave me my big break. I said that on your show last week. And I can say it on my show this week that you gave me my big break. So this ain't possible without you. So uh, welcome to the show. I don't feel like I got to welcome you. You know what I'm saying? Like you get family members that come over. You got to kind of tidy up the house now, nah, bro. You know, you hit me up today. He's like, yo, can I hop on? Why are you asking? Why are you asking? Like you you family at this point, come on in. Like you already know the code of the house. What you, what you asking me for? So Brian Barrafield, my man, Big Sarge, what's cracker like, man? I'm so happy for you to be on the show again, man. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't think there was a day that I didn't have one. I, I can't think of a time in my 10 years where I didn't talk some, something to somebody, whether it was a reference, something. It had to be, it, it was, I can't think of a time. I don't think that's even possible for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we definitely gonna talk about this. So we gonna kick that down the road. We giving you, we gonna pulling back the curtain a little bit. So we definitely gonna talk about uh, some of the March Madness. One side is a is a doozer in my opinion. The other side. Y'all sleeping on them, okay? Y'all sleeping on the women's tournament. We definitely going to talk about, uh, has the Dallas Mavericks experiment gone wrong? Uh, we'll definitely talk about a little NBA MVP talk. Uh, just because I'm biracial, don't make me a racist on who I vote for for the MVP. I just want to let y'all know that. Uh, and then we're also going to try to dibble-dabble up into that Lamar Jackson, uh, uh, who's going to blink first. But first things first, like I said, man, I've been very, very vocal, BB, 
um, on my platforms about how much of the case of the lemon booty, the, the men's NCAA basketball tournament has been the last few years. Tell me that I'm tell tell put tell me that I'm wrong. So I watched a couple of games because I haven't watched any college basketball this year. Like it's, the, I'm not gonna say the quality is bad, but I can't I can't even try to mask it and not say that it's bad. Like it is trash in my opinion. I feel like if you're telling me this NCAA tournament outside of homie that was out here toting that thing for the University of Alabama, I don't know another player that's probably gonna crack the top ten in the NBA draft that I at least that I saw. Um, usually in the NBA, uh, usually in the NCAA tournament, that shows your pedigree of saying like, oh, okay, Carmelo Anthony, y'all seen him coming? Zion Williamson, like that's the guy that we're hyping up. Uh, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, not to be naming a whole bunch of dookie players, but those are the ones that come off the top of my mind right now. But this year in particular, the last two years in particular, I felt like we ain't had an NCAA tournament where it's really got the marquee players. Um, one, that's one thing that I felt like it's lacking a lot of star power Two. If we keep it in the butt, I'm pretty sure right now, uh, Turner Sports or Time Warner right now is sick to their stomachs that they got Miami, Florida Atlantic, I think is their name, San Diego State, and the U. Now, those are teams that, well, maybe outside of Florida Atlantic, I think, uh, Todd, Todd Herman's the football coach for them now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're more known for football. The U is the U. Like, they are a national brand, but I mean, they haven't been for basketball. Outside of Jeremy Graham, I can't think of another, uh, uh, Graham, or what was my man's name that played for the Saints, the tight end, and he ended up going to the Seahawks. Jimmy Graham, thank you. Outside of him playing for the U, um, as far as San Diego State, I, okay, Kawhi Leonard, like, they're a national name, but they're not a powerhouse, so you got, I'm pretty sure Turner right now is like, bruh, what we gonna do? So, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I just feel like the games are too long, there's too much stoppage in play. I watched that Creighton... Who did Creighton play? San Diego State. No, it's Creighton, San Diego State. I watched the last 10 minutes, or the last two minutes in particular. I was like, ooh, I'm going to time this. That two last two minutes took about 30 minutes for the game to finish. You had, yeah, so you had the whole homie throws the ball. He basically gives the ball away to Creighton. He hits the game when he, or ties the game up. And then you had a timeout where San Diego, or, yeah, it's, Creighton calls a timeout. They made the shot, which I can't stand. When the team that makes the shot can call a timeout to set their defense up. So there was a couple of hearing bits and backs where San Diego State calls a timeout, Creighton calls a timeout. Then San Diego State called a timeout again. Then there was an official replay. Like, there's just too much stoppage in college basketball. Tell me that I'm wrong or tell me why we need to be, why, why this NCAA tournament was anything exciting. Because I thought it was just trash, straight up. Oh, and that's why you about to try to be politically correct. <laughs> okay. I'm on top teams. Kansas, Kansas, but don't give me the start line. I was at WrestleMania. Yeah, they got smoked in there. Okay.
Villanova. Baylor, 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 Baylor. But they're not a blue blood. But they're not a blue blood. Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't put the Notre Dame of football basketball in there. Don't do that. They're not a blue blood. No, they are not a blue blood. Don't do that. But the thing about the thing about Houston, University of Houston. They've been kind of been low key for the last outside of that one year they went to the final four. Like there ain't nobody heard of University of Houston since five five slam jamma. I mean, if we keep it a buck. Now Gonzaga on the other hand, they have been ranked number one how many times within the last five to seven years? How? So here's my thing about thing when you say they got a good team, they ain't played nobody. The the WC, WAC is probably one of the softest conferences in college basketball. When they start playing, I mean, okay, if you want to say UCLA was a great team this year, cool. But when they do play, I think it was one of, if it wasn't the national championship game, when Baylor ran them off the court, I think they lost by like 30. So anytime it's time, they are the Notre Dame of football where they play, they have a sorry soft uh, conference schedule. And then when it's time for them to play the big boys, they get smoked. San Diego State is in the whack. Or in the Mountain West, in the Mountain West, which I think that's a little bit more stiffer than the WACC. Um, Nobody got superstars, though. Nobody. No. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
for nine for nine and L. Yeah, for yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm tracking. I'm tracking the story now. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's, yeah. That that that's fair, and I and, and I hear what you're saying. I, I'm listening to everything you're saying. Here's the way I look at it. And this is just kind of how I've been, you know, being around the AAU brackets. You know, being a gym rat as far as that type of circuit goes. Usually, the rule of thumb is uh, what's my man's name that was at Kansas State. Uh, the 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 kid from New York, Noel, I believe was his name. He was a. Let me get to the homie, though. Like, homie was a junior three years ago. So this is where I'm kind of like, okay, y'all, and, and like, uh, Drew Timmy is another one. Like, you allegedly, regardless, regardless of the COVID year, the Drew Timmy is, a, is an interesting one because allegedly he was supposed to be a first-round draft pick. Well, my thing is this. If you're, my, the rule of thumb usually is if you got to do, Whatever's on tape is whatever's on tape. So whatever you can do within the whatever you've done those let's just three say three to four years, from year four to year five in particular, I don't know how much better you're gonna get, especially in a sport like basketball. College football, maybe. All right, I can kind of see how you can get a little bit of footage, a little bit more playing time or whatever the case may be. But as far as basketball goes, whatever you see on the tape from year three to year four, it isn't like it's back in Maybe even the mid to late nineties. Hell, I even give you up to two thousand, two thousand one, where you when you have players that stayed for three to four years. So when you're talking about players that are staying from year four to year five or year five to year six, are you just kind of sticking around because you want to be the big man on, on in the yard, as as we say, or are you just kind of just a little bit? I mean, what's the what's the what's the end result? Because in my eyes, that just says that just, that just means you're not just good enough to go to the pros. Because like you said, there are different avenues where you can go overseas, get your game up. Um, hell. I think if you go to China, that, that's probably the coldest league besides the NBA. Um, there's a lot of auxiliary leagues that you can play in overseas where you can kind of work on your game. But if you're just still hanging around at the yard, 
getting a free meal and, you know, three hots in a cot, that kind of tells me that you ain't ready for the league. So you take homie from Kansas State, who was a junior three years ago. Okay, you take the COVID year away. If you was that, if you was, this is why I'm hot, this is why I'm hot, why didn't you dip set and go play overseas? For Gonzaga, the, the porn stash, homie? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you one name, and I don't even know if, you can, if you're tracking this person. Francis Wagner for the Orlando Magic was the College Player of the Year 2021. He is Wagner, Wagner, I believe his name is Wagner, Wagner. He played for Iowa. I, well, one went to, this dude went to Iowa. He was a College Player of the Year. Uh, Francis Wagner, Wagner. All right, he played, he made the National Player of the Year. He is barely hanging on by a thread staying in the league between getting jump, jumped off to the G League, getting back in the league, getting shipped back down, getting called it, get, barely holding on and making the league. James Wiseman, who was a former number two overall pick, is, I would, if he don't get it together in Detroit, I would say he's probably going to be out of there within the next, he's going to be a journeyman. Okay, so when you bring up the one and done rule, like, yeah, there are a lot of miss, there are a lot of drop balls, but like Kentucky, the thing about them is they, they, well, they used to before the transfer portal opened up, they used to have a pipeline. So the thing about Kentucky was you better get your, get it in as much as you can that one year, because if not, you won't have to dip set because we got a whole nother starting five coming in off the, uh, coming in next year. I don't know if like these small, like the mid majors, like, all right, Steph Curry, but Steph Curry been in the league for what, almost 13 years now? Uh, Dame Lillard, that's another one. C.J. McCollum, all those mid-major guys that have been able to flourish in the league, they've been in the league for almost 10 years now. Gordon Hayward, 10-plus years. So we don't even have the mid-major kids that were able to stay in for three to or you know three to four years and even make that pedigree up to the NBA and become stars. So my thing is, it used to be, and I don't know how much the G League Ignite is 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 playing influence, influence and I don't know how we got stuck talking on this for so long because it wasn't supposed to be this long, but I'm going to try to put a period on at the end of this chapter. But the thing about it is in my eyes, when I'm seeing, you, it, what used to be was the NCAA was we're going to marquee a Zion Williamson or even Steph Curry, who, who you know, he was, I think they were like a, eight, a, a three, a, somewhere under a three seed. And he was, oh, that's fair. But it, you used to have, you used to have the, players you'd be like oh, okay that's who to look out we ain't got that no more and and while you say that you're looking for good basketball i don't know if we i even with these four teams i don't know if i watched good basketball this past week it's all i'm saying there's i don't know maybe it's just the way the one in one the one in one rule they need to stop that all right the U got a good team i told people about the U before the tournament began i, I told my homie at work i was like hey man watch the U, and he was like nah he was like, nah, they're trash. I was like, nah, something about them's giving me they 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 got that it factor with them this year. So 
while I didn't watch a lot of college basketball, I know that the U wasn't no slouch, and I thought that they were a little bit, they got, uh, I'm not going to say they got bamboozled, but being a, I believe they were a five seed, something like that, they're a five, five seed. Yeah, but UConn had a good, UConn was ranked at number two at one point this season. So it's not like UConn was limit booty. Facts. Mm-hmm. Easily. Brandon Miller also had a groin injury, too, though. He wasn't 100%. And I'm not going to hold that too much against. I'm not trying to doodle on San Diego State. Actually, San Diego State has probably been the Mountain West Conference champion, I think, the last three to five years straight. Um, They've always been in contention. So me, I knew who San Diego State was just because I worked at UNLV. And they used to come in all the time and beat UNLV off the court. And they was always ranked anywhere between top 10 to top 15. So San Diego State's always been a top 25 team. So it's not a surprise to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He redshirted that year. He redshirted and got up there. Yeah. RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Mm hmm. Two names I'm going to bring up that is lacking college basketball, right? In the men's side. Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. All right? They don't have those type of players in this year's tournament, okay? When you got Caitlin Clark leading off the A block and all your sports media hypes right now, who's dropping 40-some points a game, a 40-some point game triple-double, when you got Angel Reese out here looking like Moses Malone just out here dogging everybody, that's... Mhm. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So, that that's what I'm saying. When you don't have the Caitlin Clarks, and here's my thing, and this is how I always me and you we like this. Like we you my brother. I love you, Lou, my dog, because you are probably one of the only two people that push back hard when I'm like, "Ah, no, no, no. This is how I feel." You be like, "No, no, 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 no. This is how I feel." And most people they be like, "All right, you know, I'm going to leave it alone." But you're like, "No. We're going we going we going I'm t- I'm riding this to the end." This is where but this is where you and I differentiate when you say that you're watching good basketball. I always look at I'm not going to say the bottom dollar or the or or the money aspect, but I definitely look at the business side. If college basketball on the men's side is supposed to be the, the 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 premium, one of the top biggest sporting things, sporting events all in across America, why has viewership gone down by thirty six percent by since twenty seventeen, I believe? But women's college basketball has gone up by fifty eight percent. 
And this is with people cutting the cord. And I know we 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 dying. We've been on this for a minute, so. Never lied about the WNBA over college men's college basketball all day, every day. Mm hmm. That's fair. Mm hmm. Right. Right. That's fair. All them football fanatics, all them Bama football fanatics, them junkies would have been hoop fans on site. Mm hmm. Oh, I'm all for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I just wanted to get your, your take on it, and I knew you were covering the Final Four, so. Um, super duper happy that you get to do it in your backyard this year. So um, I just wanted to pick your brain on it because I, I feel like I've been standing on this 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 plateau all by myself. Not saying that I needed some help with me, but I just definitely wanted to pick your brain. But switching gears, you know, because I always feel like the college football, uh, college basketball, is supposed to be like the, the 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 breeding ground as far as trying to poach for your next superstars. One thing that they don't have, and if you look at your top five players possibly in the NBA right now. You got in no particular order. So, ladies and gentlemen, who's listening to the show, this is in no particular order. I'm just naming. I'm rattling off names right now. No, 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 no. Just, just. I'm just naming five like top players in the NBA, not in no particular order. The Joker, Luca, Freaky Greeky, Joel Embiid. So those players right there are probably within your. I'm not gonna put Luca in my top ten. I, I think I could find if I really sat down and thought about it, I could think of nine better players than him. But I'm okay. So top ten. I'm just naming, just rattling up. So did you see where I'm going with this? The NBA right now, right now, we probably got an issue with breeding, grooming our next players because Lexi who's coming in the pipeline. This win by Yannickat, he ain't from here. So the NBA is having a little bit of an issue of getting some players that are from here and being a marquee. Now, with that being said, just because I'm Asian or just because my mom is from Japan don't mean that I'm a racist on who I would vote for for the MVP. I know that there has been a lot of interesting takes around the media outlets as far as borderline rate. It's, it's racism, but it's not racism. But if we keep it at a buck right now, there's only two players that I feel like should be in the MVP, and one name is not even the Joker. I'm either going to pick Joel Embiid or Freaky Greaky. Where am I missing? What am I missing right now? 
Mm-hmm. We talked about this on your show. This not a, it's not us knocking Joker. That's fair. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing, so the only thing, while you were speaking, the only thing that kind of had me scratching my head a little bit is we, and I, I think I said this on your show last week. If you didn't catch the show on, on the Big Star Sports Sports Talk with Big Star, just podcast uh, about ten days ago, it's still really irrelevant, and, and you need to check this man out. Hit that like and subscribe button because if you ain't rocking with him, that means you ain't rocking with me. Okay, that's how I feel. And and, and, and and if you can rock with me, you can rock with my man because he'll definitely give you a different side of thing, uh, stories more than I can. And if you ain't rocking with me, you, if you want to hear Sarge's take, it's probably going to be totally against, totally opposite of what I would say. But I, I say all that to say, we talked about this on your show and I thought about it when we were talk, doing our pre-production earlier today. Uh, one thing I said on your show was if I was voting, even though we're not supposed to take the postseason into consideration, I'm asking you this question because you are an NBA insider. Do you feel that people low-key doo-doo on Joel Embiid because he hasn't had playoff success possibly for MVP? Because if that is the case, why aren't we keeping that same energy towards the Joker who got bounced out of the first round, second round in the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Twenty nineteen, I believe. Mm -hmm. So within the let, that's fair, and I'm not gonna push back. Yeah, that's fair.
If not more. That's when they was naming it after the season. They waited till the end of the finals that uh, that year. So the, the those two years, which was hella weird, they started waiting until the end of the year after the finals when I believe it was Russ and Harden that got those awards. And I think Freaky Greaky got that third one. It was like a three-year stint where they waited. They tried to do the baseball thing, trying to get another TV rating thing, and it, it, I, I didn't like it. Um, so I'm glad that they're still announcing it during the playoffs. But I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that's fair. I, I definitely felt last year, Joel Embiid did bring a point, good point. I think was, I forgot what his numbers were off last year, but I know they were. I think I think he almost led the league in scoring. I think almost was close to leading the league in rebounds, and he brought up a good point. He said something to the realm of, "If I mean, if I didn't get it this year, I don't know what else I got to do." Um, I also think that it's just been, you know, uh, within the last few years, like if you ain't getting the MVP, then you ain't spit, you know, or, or it's this or that. Like you got to get this, but. One thing about, you know, you, you brought up a little bit earlier about how due to this NBA season's been like, I feel like the NBA season has made more headlines off the court than actual basketball play. And I feel like at this point in this time of the season with the NBA playoffs looming in about 11 or 12 days, at least with the playing game, they're trying to spin it back on to on-court things. However, the season's low-key a wash, bro. Like, if you think about... Everyone's trying to hype up how stacked the West or how, you know, how much of a, L, a, a neck and neck race is in the West. It's not. It's just been bad basketball. You got players in and out of the lineups. You've had players just punting games away because they don't play all the games. So really, if you think about the NBA MVP award, really, at this point, it's really just who's the who's played the most games, who survived the end and. Whoever makes this little push within the last two weeks to your point of, and this isn't me knocking ESPN or anything like that, but whoever ESPN wants to kind of drive the narrative, which I would assume is going to be either, I, I think Joel Embiid should win the MVP this year. The fact that you possibly may give this MVP for the third year to the Joker, which that means you're putting him in Jordan status, I believe, I don't even know if LeBron James has won three MVPs in a row. Um... Jordan, I think, is the last one. No, Bird, Bird is the one. I think Bird is the one the last one three three in a row. 
So I'm not gonna say that he on Larry Legends, the Larry Joe Bird status, but that's a reach, man. So 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 and I. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the Warriors to make the plan. I I, I think, I'm going to be honest with you, and we. I said this the second week of the NBA season. I said, I'm not talking about the Lakers on my show until they actually become relevant. And 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 I, and, I, and, I, and I, that was just me because when I do watch the big platforms and I get it, a lot you know it's either Lakers, Bulls, Celtics, uh, maybe Warriors and Miami Heat. You know your big market teams. I was just like, nah, bro. Like I'm not going to push this agenda where I'm going to talk about a mediocrity team that's just lemon booty. But I will say this with the with the Lakers, um, I do think that they have gotten a lot better. So even if they were to make the playing team or playing game. I think they can make a little bit of noise. Like I think whoever they match up with, and even in the first round, they might win. So, the play-in game is 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 just another way to get some money, which is cool. But also at the same time, do do they get some of the playoff shares? Like I, I don't even know how that how that goes as far as league revenue goes. Like is it that they just hooping just to be hooping? But if you're telling me damn near everybody in the West, like if then this is why I kind of wish the NBA were just to scrap the whole top ten seeds, I guess, in the East and the West. Just go 16 straight up. Give me the 16 best teams. And I'm pretty sure, look at how many teams in the West wouldn't probably make it if we, if we keep. And, and that's why I, we got enough way. We, we have enough ways to accommodate travel. Everyone's got private jets. You can make things happen. I don't care if L.A. plays Boston in the first round. Okay, go 2-3-2. Two, two. Or go two, yeah, go through 2-3-2. Two, two. If, if it comes down to that, you can easily do that. I mean, ticket sales ain't going t- ticket sales ain't going go left or right because you're still selling the same amount of tickets. So whether whether you're getting, you know, two home games or three, it, it doesn't matter. This, the, the ticket sales are going to be the same. It's just going to be the. So yeah, so. Right. So so I said to say this uh, switching gears when we're talking about the playing game. Hey, man, is Dallas Mavericks going to make the uh, plan? Because as much as I be doodling on number two, um, I'm not so. We don't say that name on my show. You can say that on over there, over on Yonder, but we don't, we don't, we don't talk about the dude who likes to bang on on, on news reporters for doing a job and media outlets for holding them accountable. Um, but I'm going to give him some slack and say, I don't know if this is all his fault right now. As far as the Mavs, it's not right. Like, and the, you know, everyone's like, "Hey, man." Shh. Right, 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 right. It's yeah. I, I, but I don't even know if I can blame this all on J Kid. Who pulled the trigger on getting this man here? Is what I'd like to know. I think that's if it's Mark Cuban, he needs to be held accountable because you gave up the farm to get number two. And I'm not saying that number two, like you can't just put. Anybody out there and just roll the ball out and just think that it's going to work. It don't work like that. You can't just have the top five players and be like, all right, bro, y'all figure it out. Look what happened to the Miami Heat in 2010 when they had uh, D-Way, LeBron, and Chris Bosh. They just rolled the ball out. I was like, all right, y'all figure it out. And they got, you know, it didn't work the first year. Damn, they're doing. That second year, it, it worked. You know what I'm saying? So, 
the thirty. It, it worked, but that's what I'm saying. But they had to change. They changed some players around. Like they didn't have the Eddie Houses. They had to. They had to bring Norris Coles and Mario Chalmers and Ray Allen's and things like that in. So I say all to say that that I, I you can't blame this on number two. Like I, I, I and I don't know if you want to keep. Like I don't even know what the Dallas Mavericks are going to do at the end of the year because you gave up the farm to get him. And you, me and you actually had a little banter the other day on, on social media, and I might have I might have hit misconstrued some numbers as you like to say when I was just like, yo, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I pulled some antics when I was like, yo, it's kind of interesting that they are. I want to say they are three and seven when the two of them play together. And I did say on one of my shows when the trade popped up, I said they're gonna punt some games away. They're gonna punt some games away where they're just they're gonna lose just because they got to figure out how to play together. <laughs> I believe they're like three and one or four and one or something like that. So I'm saying, so if you see where I'm about to pivot with this, when are we going to start holding Luka Doncic a little accountable? Because is he though? But why? But why? Because every time I'm watching him, I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of another. That that's where I'm. You took. Nah, you got the flow because you took it. You, you beat me to the punch. You beat me to the punch. They went to the West Conference Finals. And I don't like to say P-teams got lucky. I don't like to say teams got lucky. Because when you blowing out a, a, the number, I think the Suns were either, they had to be number one. When the Suns were number one, you smoked them by 50, almost you beat them by a 40 burger on a game seven. I can't say that they got lucky, but I don't know what else to say. Like, they, I don't know what else to say because they played, they look so bad against, when Kevon Looney out here getting 19 rebounds, 21 rebounds against them, I don't know what to say as far as how good were the Mavericks last year. I can't say that they got lucky, but maybe they did. I, I don't know, BB. Like that's the part. They're an enigma. I don't know what to make of that team. I didn't think I didn't think that they were gonna make the Western Conference Finals this year with the same squad because I didn't even know how they had got the Western Conference Finals last year with that squad. So you can't tell me that that team that they had last year was gonna be the second best team in the Western Conference. Like I just call me in denial, but I just didn't see it. Don't play no defense. At ease. At ease with all that junk, man. 
Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You talking about when 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 James Harden went to the Nets? Oh, understood. Okay, 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 okay. Chris Westbrook, yeah, West and Melo. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Is that's what I'm that's what I was getting to. I'm like, I don't blame like the Mavs almost got no choice but to keep him, but then at the same time, to a little bit of his defense, all the way his defense, if he's like, Yo, I, I tried it for you know, however many games I think it was like 20 some odd games, this ain't gonna work. It, I think that's a good enough sample size for him to be like, I'm hitting y'all with the Dick Nixon and I'm up out of here and I'm gonna go touch the free agent markets market because. What you see, like, there's nothing else that they gonna do to get better. Like, Dallas isn't really necessarily a top free agent destination. It ain't like a, it ain't like Houston. Houston, for some reason, has been able to get free agents, but Dallas, for instance, everybody. That, Houston's getting them with trades, yeah. But but for some reason, well, yeah, that's true. Um, but I. It's doodle. It's it, it, yeah. It, it's, it's lemon booty, and they gave a you know they gave up Dorian Finney-Smith, who I liked. I think he's a dog. He's a great three and D. Um, I don't know. Dinwiddie is another cold one. The the, the Jalen Brunson. I, I I don't know if they brought number two in to kind of mimic the whole when Luca needs a blow, you gonna bring him in. But even that just you. That's like apples to oranges. It just don't. The whole trade didn't make sense, and you know, it's like damn. That's the best place y'all could have put this man. I granted the Lakers did whatever for whatever reason they didn't want to put him there, but it's like, dang, he better off playing in I don't know OKC or something where at least it make, make it make sense is all I'm saying. And 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 OKC hooping like make it make sense to me where you're like, oh, okay, these two dudes are ball dominant. They don't play a lick of defense. They can't cover a blanket. What's the point? And then on top of that, if you got two guards that can't cover a blanket, a la maybe Steph Curry. And Clay Thompson, he he's declined on the defensive side. At least you got some people behind you that can cover up your holes. Uh, 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 my man Christian Wood, like he's a he can get you some buckets, but he ain't complaining no defense. I don't know why they're not playing Javale McGee. Um, I, I just don't the the whole from one to twelve. This bagels, bro. He out there getting PT. He out there literally getting some PT. Like that's one of the dudes that he probably didn't even have to take a, take a, take your jersey off, man. You ain't got to take a shot, bro. Just just go ahead and take it on home. I was so nauseating watching that game last night. I, I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, I, I think it's, yeah. Is he on slip and slide records? Why are you always slipping and sliding? Like, what's wrong with him? 
Mm-hmm. He's still... There's there's probably there's probably been about a solid easily that I can think of off the top of my head that I see with my own two eyes, three games that he's costed the dubs a win. Um solely on him. I I, I can easily picture three wins, three games that he's costed the dubs a win, especially at home. I don't know what the Warriors are gonna do this offseason. They definitely got some soul searching to do because one, I'm low key hoping that they don't even make the plan. Like let's just I, because this team isn't good enough to make it past the second round. And they give, if they go to the second round, whoever they play, whether it's a Phoenix with a healthy KD, maybe Denver. I don't even know if they be, they're better than the Lakers right now. Um, I, I don't know. So if you're telling me that you get matched up with Phoenix or, hell, even Memphis, you might mess around and get smoked. You might get smoked. If they get swept... If they get swept by Memphis, then you can finally say it's a rivalry. But if they get like a gentleman sweep four zip or four one, it's not going to be good. So, so I, I say to say like I think they need to just kind of cool it off this year and, and let's just let's. I mean, they're not going to do that. They have the win now mentality. That they're not going to quit. But at the same time, it's like dog, Andrew Wiggins ain't coming back. This we, we can go ahead and just Clay's Clay's actually had the second half of the season. He's been better, but we don't know what Gary Payton the second going to look like. Jordan Poole. We don't know what he planned on doing because he's just bipolar. Um, like you said, I don't know what type of brain cells that Draymond knocked loose, but clearly he ain't recovered from that punch. But as far as the Warriors go, I just don't. This is the first year where, you know, when you had your show back in uh, a couple years ago, I used to be, oh, nah, we, we, just no way. Even with that uh, 2019 season or 20, 2018, when it went to seven games, I was like, nah, they, 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 what are we talking about here? But I don't, I don't have that same confidence in this Warriors team like I have the last few years. But switching gears, and we're going to come up off the uh, NBA and pivot over to the NFL real quick. Hey, man. Uh, what you know about 3%? If you get an agent, you're going to have to pay 3%. How, how valuable do you find that? That's why I got you riding shotgun with me. <laughs> Man. I will say this. Yeah, yeah. My sister had a college project. I want to say not last year, but the last year before last, and she was she was going in for media stuff. So I let her basically handle my entire pocket. Like she was running the show, so she'd be like, "Yo, this is what we're gonna do." She was covering all social media, bro. I was like, "Ooh, I might need to pay your three percent because all I do is just show up and the lights is on, the mic is on, and we put yo, hey, it's easy money." So I say have to say this is. I'm so confused by the whole Lamar Jackson situation. Today, he officially requested a trade, but put it on, on either IG or, or Twitter. 
saying that he went back as far as March 2nd, letting the Ravens know that he requested a trade. Bruh, I, I talked, why are you just now saying it 25 days later that you requested a trade back on March 2nd if, you, you, uh, if you're your own agent? That's one. Number two, if I'm not mistaken, damn near everybody has spent all their uh, 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 slush fund money and ain't nobody really got the rainy day fund because all these teams that did have the money, they done spent it on whatever they needed. And I don't think the teams that got money right now are really going to come up off them pockets and give him two first rounds, give the Ravens two first rounders, and then $230 million off rip. You got a, you got an interesting look on your face, so you about to drop some tea, possibly. <laughs> okay, fill me in. The Raiders. Well, okay, so for the rate, no, I, I was gonna say the the the, the Raiders, the Raiders like Mark Davis. He he doesn't have liquid assets. Everything he's got is in escrow, so he's not able to get the top free agents because all of his money is tied up. So he doesn't have the liquid assets to be like, all right, cool, let me go into checking account number one and give player X Y Z they money. And a lot of his money is always on the back end, hidden in escrow. So I hear what you're saying though, but go ahead. That's why I brought up the Raiders because they don't have cash flow. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Cheeks. <laughs> he flourished. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Greg Roman's OC for them. Greg Roman's been known to be a one-trick pony, though. Mm hmm.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do PG-13. Go ahead. Yeah, it's PG-13. Yeah, so I don't know, you know, you brought up a good point as far as hiring David Mulligetta, but, you know, I, word on the street is, I guess, his mom's helping him. And, and, you know, people always like to try to, I'd say, doo-doo on, on the black community when it comes to family members representing them and things like that. What people, you know, people made a big deal out of Kawhi Leonard's uh, uncle when he was representing what a lot of people didn't realize. Kawhi Leonard's uncle is like one of the top executives for Merrill Lynch. And so when you bring somebody like that in there, you know, so people do get a knock. So I say all to say, I don't know what Lamar Jackson's mom, where her fight, you know, what her background is or what she's doing. But at the same time, I don't know if she's pulling the same strings as someone like a Kawhi Leonard's uncle or something like that. And that's like me knocking that lovely young lady because hello, she got her son to where he is now. And that's 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 a that's a pat on the back itself. But I do also think that there is a time and a place at this point, maybe where mom's like, hey, I done did everything I can do to get you where you're at. Maybe it's time to do a battle handoff or pass the baton to a David Milligetta and get you the right help that you need. Um, I know uh, Richard Sherman was able to work out his own deal as his own agent. I know Mikel Bridges, who is with the Brooklyn Nets now, his mom used to work for the 76ers. She worked in HR. So she was able to, like, people always like to sleep on black families as if we don't have people in these top executive things. And when you find out, like, oh, Kawhi Leonard works for Merrill Lynch. Oh, it ain't that funny after all. It ain't, it ain't that, you know. It ain't all, it's all funny. Yeah, Uncle Dennis. Exactly. Right. And if you look at his resume and his LinkedIn, you'd be like, oh, okay, I see why. So I, I say I have to say that I think Lamar Jackson's mom has done the best that she can, but it's also time at this point maybe to get somebody in. Because now, segueing off the business aspect of things, where the hell is Lamar Jackson going to go right now? And my only pushback with Lamar is, I don't know where he can go, where he going to make him an instant championship contending. There's only one team that I can think of. The 49ers. But other than that, and this is not me knocking Lamar, I can see him going to the Falcons. And they going to be relevant? No. Super, like instant, instant Super Bowl contender right now on site. I don't know if there's a team that he going to do that to. And so if you're telling me that you are John Lynch right now, which you've given up the farm from Lemon Booty uh, Lap Dance Lance, you mean to tell me you can't run that deal back to go get uh, to get uh, uh, Lamar Jackson on a... Let's just say you already know that the bill's about to be due for Christian McCaffrey pretty soon. 
Uh, ain't no telling how much longer Trent Williams was to play. George Kittle did the Bills about to be due. Brandon Ayuk, the Bills do. Uh, and pretty soon, I would say, with Bosa, uh, Bosa should have got a deal this year as well. So, you know, you got a lot. The Bills about to be doing a lot of these players. So you need to go grab the gusto now. Get what you can. Retool in the draft. And go from there. Because my question is, if you're telling me you can get Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy? And we don't even know if Brock Purdy is going to be ready week one. You know, from what I've been told that I've been told that uh, John Lynch has said on, on wax that he's done enough to be the week one to, to be the starter for the Niners, which what you going to do? Put lap dance Lance out there, though. Yeah, they got yeah, they got it on wax. He managed the game well. He he didn't do nothing special. Like I'm not gonna knock on him. Like I think he was able to do a he was able to enhance the 49er offense a little bit better than maybe what Jimmy G could do. But I don't know how much like how much did he move the needle? You know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy G's right here, the needle's here. But how much more did you move that needle? You know what I'm saying to where they were. Um, I think I know you better say. I think I know you better. Ooh. Derrick Henry's on the trading block. I'm not sold on my... I'm not sold on Mike Vrabel, though. I, something about it just, the Patriot, he's, if you're telling me that Mike Vrabel is possibly the, him and Bill O'Brien are quote-unquote your two most successful coaches slash assistants from the Patriot tree, something about that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, I, they should because they got a slew of picks in return when they uh, traded away for lap dance Lance for that pick with the Niners. So they should have a little something. something. Well, no, they gave it to y'all for the Laramie Tunsil deal. So I don't I don't know what they got. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. So they might have a little something, something but then your question is going. So you, I would trade two and another. I would trade two and two twos. And they got they got running backs. They got a whole platoon of running backs. Mm-hmm. Mostert and uh Jeff Wilson. And they got Jalen Ramsey. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But y'all are only at 12 this year? The Texans? They got two first rounds, right? I trade both. 
What you gonna do with number two? What would you get with number two? A lineman, wide receiver, if you get Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair. Fair, okay. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say the Cowboys, honestly. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking he was going to say. That's what I'm saying. So, I, I'm saying not to say, like, if you, like, Lamar going to go where right now and be still, I'm not going to say not relevant, but Lamar's had very, very, I want to say great success, but his team is never, when Lamar plays, they don't lose. For the most part. They got a high win percentage. Go ahead. I don't know if... (sighs) They got wide receivers. I don't see... The way that they've set everything up and they've moved everything and moved mountains for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I don't see how this... He don't go there. Um, stranger things have happened. Um, but to me, that's just not a real... I, I felt like John Lynch is probably the only one. Like, and this is what pisses me off about the Raiders going hurrying up to go sign Jimmy G. They could have waited and just let the dust settle with this whole Lamar Jackson thing or just drafted a quarterback and moved some things around and possibly went to go get a Lamar Jackson. Like That's, that's what probably most makes me the most pissed off about this whole Lamar Jackson story is that the Las Vegas Patriots didn't want to be patient. They want to do the Patriot way. And now they out here looking like boo-boo the damn fool because there was still some stuff. There's still some meat on that bone in the free agent market that they didn't even try to gnaw off of. So um, I just don't know where Lamar Jackson can go right now. And he's going to move that needle just a tad bit more higher. I think everybody's kind of stand pat. And worst case scenario, I think he might. I think they're going to have to run it back one more year in Baltimore. Ooh, Lionel Rich and the Commodores. Ah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about Lionel Rich and the Commodores, man. I, 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 who the hell's their quarterback? They just got rid of Taylor Heineke. So I don't. They went to the playoffs COVID year. Oh, gosh. Yeah, man. Brian Robinson. Yeah. They got Terry McLaurin as a receiver. Reed. Yeah, Chase Young's coming back from injury. I don't love it, but I don't... In a stacked NFC East, when the Giants, they're going to be be high. The Cowboys should be straight. The Eagles should be straight. That's a... Ooh, let me let that man. I gotta let that marinate. Uh, I'm not, I gotta let it marinate. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure. Tell me where they can find you at, man. Uh, 
Yeah, man, before you get up out of here, I just want to give you a roses. But we definitely got to do the dummy of the day. And I'm going to let you take it first, man. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. It's John Harbaugh. Hmm? They had to get Des Deshaun Jackson with that. He's the same age as me. They had to go dig up Deshaun Jackson from somewhere. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Uh, this is a PG-13, so there's this old saying, you turn spit and trying to turn it into sugar, and that's what the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens tried to do. But uh, my big dummy of the day got to go. It's going to be quick, too, because we've been hard up on the time. Um, it's got to be Mark Cuban, man. Mark Cuban is giving me 2004 vibes again. You remember when Mark Cuban was just all over the place, all up in the videos, getting fined? And it got all the way up to, I think he got fined a million dollars, and that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to sit down. He got fined a million dollars, and then the NBA told him, Go sit your ass down somewhere and you can't come to the games. You remember that? That was about 05 or something like that. He's starting to go retreat back and go back in his bag from 15 years ago. Did you see that he put in a, 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 a formal grievance against the Warriors game last week? All right. Now, what I took from that was, why does the, it's not the referee's job to tell the players, hey, Y'all need to go back over here. Now, it's a courtesy. Like, the refs can be like, hey, it's a courtesy. Be like, hey, y'all, y'all might want to, the Warriors got the ball. But the, before the timeout that said that the Warriors got the ball, during the timeout, they still said it. And y'all dumbasses was on y'all own side of the butt. You know what that remind me of? And I, you've hooped. But if you played organized basketball, early, very, very early stages, I'm going to give you all the way up to middle school, you might be asleep at the wheel where you forget that the sides actually switch coming out of halftime. When I saw that play, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, they forgot what side they're playing on? Because they took the ball out from under their hoop. It literally looked like the other team was on the other side thinking that it literally looked like they was waiting like it was still the first half when it was the second half. They defended that of their own court, their side of the court, thinking that 
what are we doing here? So that the fact that Mark Jackson can say, or Mark, Mark, Jackson, no, uh, Mark Cuban can say, that is the worst call in NBA history. Hell, let's go. Let's just roll the tape on this, BB. Let's talk about the, Lamar, uh, the LeBron James with Jason Tatum this year. Let's talk about that, that non-foul. That's, that's probably, you can't say that that's the worst missed call in NBA history when the NBA refs this year have been just as hot garbage as the players have been. So Mark, Mark, Mark Cuban, go sit down somewhere and please shut up. Please shut up. Like you are making, and this isn't even me being a Warriors fan or anything like that. It's the simple fact that you're making a whole bunch of noise again about a whole bunch of nothing. Worry about your team that you put this hot garbage together and, and, and you got Luca out here doing the money side. Like hold your team accountable and stop letting them do whatever they want to do. If you're really mad about something, be mad at yourself for putting this garbage of a product out on the floor. Like, there should be no reason why you went to go get number two. You probably were better off running with what you got. And if anything, you should have gave Jalen Brunson his money. That's what you should have did. But you didn't. And now you're in this predicament where you're practically the laughing stock of the league right now. So, Mark Cuban, you are definitely the Sports Business Podcast dummy today. Like, I I didn't know we back in 2005 again, dog. Like, this is crazy. This is, Like, he out there on the damn, he at the scoring table. He talking to whoever calling the ESPN game. Like, that. I'm like, bro, like. Name another owner that can just run on the court and just do whatever the hell they want to do. Don't nobody do that, BB. Right? Don't. Dog, even Steve Ballmer with his crazy self with all his antics, he doing that sitting on the on the on the side of the on the under the hoop. Like he's not. I don't think I've ever seen Steve Ballmer go ape stuff off of a missed call. Like if he's doing, it, he's in his seat. I've never seen. An owner that's able to just get up off of the seat, run onto the court, go complain to the refs, go complain to the TV broadcasting, and we all end up in arms about your team playing high school basketball because they don't know which side of the court to defend. I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen that, baby. Anyways, man. Man, come on, man. I didn't know I was watching the AAU basketball game when I was watching the Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors. And even in AAU ball, they know which side they defending, man. And somebody is, and somebody asked me like, why didn't the ref say something? I'm like, I can tell you ain't never played basketball before, bro. Like, they don't have to. They don't have to say it. like they can be like I, the worst thing they would have been like. They could have been like, hey man, uh, I, I've seen this. Hey man, you ever to go down there because they about to score, <laughs> and that's it. That's that. You lucky to get that. You're you're really lucky to get that. If not, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And then they go look back at the ref, and the ref gonna be like, I told you. So, yeah, situation awareness. Protect yourself at all times, man. But anyways, man, BB, it has been a pleasure. It's like riding a bike. And, yo, I know we went a little over today, but when we get the two of us on here, it's like riding a bike. And then I tell people all the time, it's so much easier having somebody riding shotgun with you on the show, man. It's, it's, it's easy. <laughs> it is. So, nah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nah, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure you having on here. Like I said, you're not a guest. You are also family. So I appreciate you coming on. And like I said, you hit me up today. It's like, yo, can I hop on? Did you ask me that stupid question for? Of course you can hop on. What kind of dumbass question is that, man? So, hey, man. So we do the show once a week. Uh, my man, Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. We do the show once a week. We will not be doing the show next week. BB going to get mad at me because... I'm always up in the air, scared, flying around. I'm not going to be in town next week. I might try to squeeze the show in next week, but I'm not. I don't know. We'll see how my schedule's looking, but I'm going to be out of the network. So maybe Tuesday when I get back, but definitely not Monday. Hey, man, if you want to know where the hell I'm going, I'm going to a whole bunch of places, all right? I'm going to the open. 
I'm going to the Giants opening day in the Yankee Stadium. I couldn't miss that. That's history. There's just no way that I could miss that at Yankee Stadium. I couldn't miss that, bro. But come on, man. Man, we'll talk. We'll talk offline. But yeah, so I'm going to that. Definitely going to go check out uh, the real MVP, Joel Embiid, uh, going to a Philly game or Sixers game. Going to go check out the Nets as well. I'm very interested to see what the new the new Brooklyn Nets look like. So doing a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting because I saw them at the beginning of the year. So it's definitely kind of interesting to see that I'm going to see a, a completely different team. There's two teams that are the same team. So it's kind of interesting to see that. So definitely just, just, what's up, man? No, I heard it's good, though. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, but anyways, like I said, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. Like I said, Big Sarge, Mr. Brian Barefield, BB, I appreciate you, man. I love you, dog. And we will run it back, and one day we will have him on the show again. So other than that, we are out of here. Yes, us.